afternoon, everybody. So today we're going to talk about magic shows in halacha. I got an email uh, the other day asking uh, if we could talk about it. I said I must have a ten minute halacha share on that topic already. It's like a, you know, but apparently I don't. So uh, so this is a uh, the reason it's relevant is that uh, you know for from people to have kosher forms of entertainment is not so possible. And when you're a shul or an organization that's trying to run a fun night and a fundraising event, so it's a natural thing to try to look for it, to try to fi- to try to find some sort of fun kosher form of entertainment. So the question becomes, how kosher is it? Now, some magicians are geared toward children, which have the advantage that the tricks are not so professional, but the disadvantage is that the children are more gullible. Some uh, magicians are geared toward adults, which have the opposite advantages and disadvantages. Obviously, there are different kinds of tricks. Most uh, of these entertainers can perform all these, you know, the sleight of hand and mind reading and mind bending, mentalists, you know, these kinds of uh, these kinds of things. So is there an iser to perform? Is there an iser to watch? Is there an iser to hire uh, such people? So let's start. There are two primary uh, issues. The first one is a lesser issue, and that is the issue of Geneva Stas. And it's also looking of Das Abrios. says, I feel the Das of the Chavim. You're not allowed to be Gonev Das of uh, other people. The Rambam in the second paragraph of Hilchus Deus gives examples of Geneva Stas. He said, and the examples come from the Gemara, that you're not allowed to uh, sell non-kosher meat to a non-Jew under the pretense that the meat is really kosher, because then he believes that you're giving up something that you're able to use when real in reality you had no personal use for it anyway. You're not allowed to invite someone to come to your house knowing that he's not able to come to your house and uh, you're only inviting him to give him the impression that you want him to come but you don't really want him to come. You're not allowed to open up uh, barrels of wine in somebody's presence uh, giving the impression that you're doing it for his honor when the truth is you need to open those barrels anyway for some other purposes and things like that. Even a filu da, uh, even one word says the Rambam of Gnevastas is uh, is Asr and the Akron point out it doesn't even have to be a word. Even just doing something that gives a false impression is uh, is Asr. It's Machlokas Rishonim whether it's Nisud Raisa or Nisud Rabbanon to be Gonev Das Abrios. The Smag in Losase Kufnun Hey and the Shulchan Harav in Ona Osir Aleph suggest that it's Nisud Raisa where the Smak in Reish Samach Beis and the Bach in Chosh Mishpah Reish Chavchas suggests that it's Nisud Rabbanon. So the question is, is it Gnevastas? That you're convincing someone that you're reading their mind when you're really not. You're convincing someone that you're uh, you cut the lady in half and put her back together when in fact you didn't do that. You just uh, managed to uh, con- to uh, to give the impression that you did. So there are exceptions to the issue of gnevistas. The Gemara Masech Zerven and Kuf tells us that a person should always tell his wife about all of the fancy, expensive, beautiful things that he plans on buying for her, knowing full well that he can't afford to buy any of those things for her because that is just his way of expressing that if I were a rich man, I would be able to buy you all these things, and I would. There, there would be nothing more, uh, nothing better for me to spend my money on than these things. So it's a way of expressing his love and his affection for his wife. Not, it's not considered to be deceptive. Uh, similarly, the Rambam writes that a uh, person, even though you're not allowed to invite someone to your house, if you know that uh, they're not going to be able to come when you're giving the false impression that you want to invite them when you don't really, uh, if however you're inviting them to give them uh, kavod of knowing that they are invited, so then that's not an iser, because uh, that's, uh, that you are trying to just express to them your affection
affection for them, and this effectively expresses your affection for them. Um, you know, th- th- that's why, like, if someone comes to your house, you offer them a cup of tea, and you know that they're, or a cup of coffee, and you know that they're not, they're not thirsty, they're not interested in having tea or coffee, and you know that in advance the answer is going to be no. But it's still proper manners as a way of, uh, of expressing things. So one could argue that when you're doing a magic trick, are you really trying to convince people that you are uh, capable of, uh, you know, of supernatural uh, powers and things like that? No, you're entertaining them. It's a, it's a method of entertainment. So that's your whole kavana, is just to provide entertainment. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a kavana to try to trick anybody into thinking that you're providing, that you're doing something for them or that you're able to do something that you're not able to. It could be that the gather of Gnevis Das is only when you give someone the impression that you're doing something for them, that you're providing them with some sort of service, which also, Lechorah, would not apply when you're doing a magic trip. The more serious issue is the issue of some type of sorcery or chizas enayim and where that fits in the uh, in the category, the Gemara, where that fits as far as an Isra is concerned. The Gemara in Sanhedrin and Daf Samachayim Beis says that a Ma'onain is a losa say in the Torah, but what is a Ma'onain? So there are three opinions in the Gemara what it means to be a Ma'onain. Either one opinion in the Gemara is that it's a person who puts uh, different types of Sheikh Zera on his eye and that activates forces of Tumah. Do not try this at home. Uh, the Chams say that an o- a Ma'onain is uh, someone who's Ochez Asayinayim, who does all sorts of uh, tricks that deceive people uh, or according to Rebekiva it's somebody who calculates lucky times or unlucky times and it can't do this because it's Friday the 13th and you get you know those kinds of things that would be Ma'onin so Rashi writes Okay, so say naim means that you make it look like you're doing something, but in reality, that a person, uh, it looks like something happened, but in reality, nothing uh, nothing really happened. That is the Gemara in Sanatran Dav Samachay. On Dav the Gemara tells us that Rav uh, reported to Rabbi Chia that he saw the most remarkable thing. Rav said to Rabbi Chia, I saw Yishma'eli, who took out a sword, he cut his camel into pieces, and then he rang a bell, and the camel stood up on its feet and walked away. It was just unbelievable. So Rebbechia said, did you see the blood? Did you see the kishkas of the camel come out? And he said, no. So he said, okay. So it was just Achiza Seinayim. You didn't really see, see anything. The Mishnah on Samach Zainam base tells us that uh, there are among, when it lists all the uh, Isurim of, uh, of, uh, of Ma'onein and sorcery and the like, and Kishuv says that Achiza Seinayim is potter from Malkus. So Machashif is Chayiv, but a person who's just Ochiza Seinayim is potter. So it's seems like a contradiction, because on the one hand we said that a ma'one on Daf Samachay one of the definitions of ma'onein is Ochei Seseinayim, yet on Daf Samachzayin we say that someone who's Ochei Seseinayim is Potter, that he's Adam Lechashev he's only Ochei Seseinayim and that same stira comes out in the Rambam, the Rambam also, in uh, the the, uh, the in Sefer Mitzvos, uh, the Rambam writes that uh, that a ma'onin is someone who uh, is oches esenayim. He uses trickery, so like sleight of hand, and he does things that seem uh, that seem uh, remarkable. And then the Rambam gives an example. He says, "What what would be an example of oches esenayim?" So it's amazing. Like all these years, all these centuries, the tricks haven't changed, right? The Rambam says that a guy takes a rope and he puts it in his uh, in his garment and he takes it out and it's a snake, or he throws a ring into the air and then he finds it in the mouth of uh, the member of you know one of the members of the audience he pulls it out of someone's mouth it's all the same uh, the same tricks that uh, that they're still doing so the Rambam says that all of those are forms of sorcery and a person who does that is Chayv Malkus um, and is also uh, you know deceiving people so when describing Mechashev he says Ochis is naim and it makes it look like he did something it's Makas Mardus Mitra so which is it is it something for which a person 
person is ma'one in which you're chayv malchus, or is it like by mechashif where the Rambam says that no, you're not chayv malchus, only malchus mardus mitrabanan. So there are different yeshuvim for this stira in the Rambam, but the one that's quoted by Poskim oddly is not the yeshuv that the Beis Yosef has; it's that which is suggested by the Bach. The Bach in Yerdea in Simen Kuf Ayin Tes, and this is accepted by the Shach, suggests that uh, somebody uh, there's a difference between somebody who does an action and somebody who doesn't. One kind of deception, relying on sleight of hand, requires a magician to do something, to do some sort of physical action in order to pull off the trick. Once you're doing an action, you're chayv malkus. However, when there's no concrete action, it's just something that's oches something that deceives the person, but you're not actually doing anything, then it's lav she'in b'maysa. Mela, there's not going to be malkus. So the Bach says that, uh, but either way, you're going to run into an iser min Torah. Meaning, if you're doing any of these tricks, it is a violation of an iser min Torah. So according to the Bach, it would turn out that any deceptive magic trick that relies on sleight of hand is a violation of an iser the Orisa of Ma'onein and potentially Mechashif as well. The Shach quotes this in Yardea Kuf Ayin Tes Siv Katan Yudzayin as does the Chayi Adam um, and uh, the, the Mishnah's Chachamim and the Pischei Tshuva quotes all of this. Chayi Adam adds that if you pay for a magician it's a violation of Lefnei because if it's also to do it you're not allowed to pay somebody to do it so it's a violation of Lefnei He says you're not even allowed to be present and watch such a uh, such a show. The Chachmas Adam in, in uh, Peites Osvav is quoted in the Pischei Tshuva in Kuf Ayin Tes Siv Katan Zayin that entertainers who perform magic tricks at weddings are in violation of Anissa Raisa and you have to make a Macha'a and that is the Sheet of Rav Yosef both in Yechavadas Chel Gimel Simen Samaches and in Yabiyo Omer Chel Kei Yordea Simen Yedalid it's also the Sheet of Rav Vazner and Shevet Alevi Chel Kei Simen Kuf Chav Tes Chachmasadam does add that a non-Jewish person is allowed to perform magic. He's allowed to do tricks because it's not one of the seven uh, seven and therefore if you have a Kedai or non-Jewish magician would be much better. So what's the Kula? So the Kula is Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha wrote a tshuva in where he says it's very hard to say that this is going to be, that these sleight of hand uh, magic tr- magic shows are going to be in Issa Darai. So he says, you know, if a person is gifted in whatever way that they're gifted and they do things better than others, faster, stronger, better than others, they're allowed to use those gifts. So Moshe says, why would this be any different than Shimshon using his supernatural strength to, uh, to kill the, the Plishtim, or uh, Naftali running at an incredibly fast speed to bring back the deed for the sale of the Maris HaMachpela to, to, to Yaakov? You know, why, why would it be any, uh, any different? They, these people were capable of a lot more. They were capable of, uh, of, of extra physical strength, and there's no concern, so sleight of hand. It's just because your hands are a little quicker than the next guy. You trained yourself, you practice. Your hands are a little quicker than the next guy. Ramosha doesn't see that as a problem. Um, the uh, Ramosha says, though, uh, it's a funny tshuva. Apparently, someone asked Ramosha, "Is it true that, that you paskin that it's mutter?" So he said, "No, that's not true. I never paskined anything for anybody because I was never asked the shaila. If I were asked the shaila, I would I would try to discourage it. I would tell people not to do it." If they pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and said, "Is it mutter?" So then I would have to acknowledge that it's mutter. That's how Rav Moshe presents. So some of the, you know some people say, "You see, Rav Moshe was never matir." Others say, "Obviously, he's saying if you push him, he would say he would tell you that it's mutter." Rav Moshe is not the only posik that was matir. Rav Betzal Stern and Betzal Gimel quotes uh, many rishonim who imply that uh, that just doing achizas enayim is only when you're using actual 
Kishuf, when you're using some sort of supernatural power, but if you're not using supernatural power to make it look like, uh, you know, the vegetables are detached from the ground and floating in the air or something like that, you're just doing a sleight of hand, that that would not be, uh, would, would not be Aser. Based on uh, something that the Chinuch writes in Simon the Kleisenberg Rebbe in Shuvah Sivri Yatsev and Yardaya Simon Zion also says that maybe we could be Mekel uh, if the magician makes it clear that he doesn't really have supernatural forces. Which, what a magician says. So a very from magician will start off by saying, I have no supernatural forces. And then he will spend the next hour telling you about his supernatural powers that, that, that he has. Because that's part of the show, right? That's part of how he entertains the, the crowd by, uh, by saying all these fantastical uh, and crazy things. Rav Sternbach and Shuvah Svan Hagos has a couple of Shuvahs about it. He says in the name of Chazanish that there's no Isser when the audience is aware that it's only a trick. Uh, also writes that sleight of hand if he, the magician posts a sign that there's no Kishuf involved over here these are uh, just techniques of deception that I have, that that would be, uh, that would be mutter. One could argue that, uh, that the whole Isser was when the natural reaction of an audience would be, wow, that guy has superpowers just like uh, you know, that, that, that guy is, is able to harness Kishuf just like other people are able to harness Kishuf, meaning that when that was the natural uh, uh, place for a person's mind to go. Nowadays What's the uh, natural reaction of an audience when a trick is done? How did he do that? Right? Those are the uh, that the, the audience spends the entire time on those five words. How did he do that? How did he manage to? Meaning, but but because they know that there is an answer to that question, there is a way that he did that. So uh, one could argue that in the, in that case, it's not uh, it would not be fall into the category of what the Gemara was describing. The the Bach says that uh, that 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 the concern is that when you uh, when you when you look at these magic tricks, you're going to start to think, oh, so all the miracles in Chumash aren't a big deal anymore. But if a person just knows that a person is practicing sleight of hand, then you realize that the miracles in Chumash are a big deal, that the Kriyas Yamsuf is still a very big deal, and Lechorah uh, would not be uh, such a problem. But some of the postgames are a little more machmir about at least having, uh, having them uh, make it clear that, uh, that they don't have any magic. So basically three shitos. Uh, there are those that say that it's mutter because nothing, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just sleight of hand. There are those that say that it's uh, mutter, but only if you make it very, very clear that there's no kishuf. And there are those that say that it's Asr, so obviously uh, everyone follow whatever their post says. Okay, have a great day. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.